0: Hello, and welcome to another exciting adventure of Tales from the Attic. I'm your host, Mr. Donnie Salvo. And if you don't know, if this is your first time, this is this your first time to the attic? Well, let me tell you all about it. This is where I, your host, Donnie Salvo, goes up into his attic, reaches into a long box, grabs a random comic, and we go through it together. Is it fun? Of course it is, most of the time. But, guess what? I have a sponsor for this episode. So let me give you the sponsor for this episode, and it is uh, the No Apologies Podcast, hosted by Mr. Daryl Tail- Taylor. <laughs> He's my co-host on another show. you think I knew his last name, right? Hosted by Mr. Daryl Taylor. No Apologies brings singular and roundtable discussions of pop culture to the levels of hilarity few podcasts have been able to attain. You can download or subscribe to the No Apologies podcast via the iTunes. Yay, the iTunes. So there you go. How about that? Thank you for sponsoring this episode, Mr. Taylor. Now, let's get into our comic. It is... Buck Rogers, in the 25th century. Number seven, from April of 1980. Perfect. The trial. Here we go. And we open up to the sun going over New Chicago, which is just a domed city on Earth, which has been destroyed for 100 years ago from a nuclear holocaust, and the only thing that's left pretty much is this domed city. Uh, but we pan in to the to the... New Chicago under the dome, and there's skyscrapers and everything. And we're zooming in on the living quarters of an extremely worried woman Colonel Will- Wilma Daring, commander of the military force of Earth, Dictoriate, the scientific and military organization which governs this cluster of humanity. And in this morning, she and her brother. Oddly. Yes, she has a brother named Ardley. Ardly. Oddly. Hello, I'm Ardly. I'm a posh British fellow who likes tea and space adventures, I do. Ardly. Anyway, um, they're going on trial. What? Wilma can't go on trial. Who is going to wear those sexy spandex pants on the TV show? And don't forget the second season miniskirts. You know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> <clears throat> Best thing about the 70s and early 80s. Carrie Fisher ain't got shit on that. You know what I'm talking about. But anyway. So she's laying in bed. She's freaking out. So she, he's apparently on trial for something. And she stands trials an accomplice. Bah, bah, bah. And here we go. We're going to now the courtroom, the Council of Computers, and it's basically four of those little round things that talk, um, that look like a, um, a light bright, and they set it set it on a desk. And there's a bunch of Twiki robots walking around. And one of them looks like he's doing the robot. But if a robot is really doing the robot, is he just dancing? See, I ask the big. I ask the questions people are afraid to ask. So remember that. Remember that. Anyway. <laughs> so they're all getting uh ready to, to prepare for the trial, and then we cut down to oddly oddly daring. He's awaiting his trial in a cell thinks of the one man who could prove his innocence, the man known as Cain. Now, we all know who Kane is, right? I mean, we're going back some some, some years. He's uh, the assistant, pretty much, to Princess Ardala, who is the hot chick. And she showed up in the Buck Rogers movies, and she had a thing for um, uh, Buck Rogers. And um, she had a bodyguard named Tiger Man. And then in the later seasons, she, she had a brother named Panther Man. And they, they were buff dudes, and they used to beat up people because that's what bodyguards do. Duh and uh Kane was the weird looking dude with the weird looking bowl haircut and um so that that's the only person that could prove Oddly's innocence. So here we go. And right now it cuts to Kane and Princess Ardala, Princess Ardala, the hot chick uh who later went on to Matt Houston. Oh, yes, that's right. Look it up. Look it up. Okay. And they're they're just they're just floating around they're flying around this little like uh, little pod type of thing, and uh, it's an escape pod exactly what I think it is. And uh, she had that huge ass ship the Draconia and she had to leave it because she decided to give the order to attack Earth and we kicked her ass basically. What's up? That's how we do it in the twenty fifth century. So it shows them flying around. Then it cuts right to a lot of cuts here. <laughs> A lot of cuts in this book. So it shows Buck Rogers and it gives you a little synopsis. The American astronaut frozen in the twentieth century and awakened here in the twenty fifth. At the moment Buck is Wilma and oddly Daring's only hope. I thought Kane was his only hope. What the f huh? Contradiction. Anyway, so he's flying his his ship and he's looking for he began a search. Several days ago, which has been fruitless, they say, but they don't tell you really what he's looking for. Oh, he's looking for Cain. Here it goes. Still no sign of Well, he's the panel above you. Look up. Where Cain might be. We well, have gotta get him before the trial. And he says, If I read these instruments correctly, the trial will begin in three hours. And he's flying around and um this is what he says, he goes, They could keep all their fancy Chronometers, I'll take a good digital watch any day. Remember, this is 1980. Digital watch. Cutting technology, people. And if you get one with the alarm, you were to shit. You know what I'm talking about. I'm taking it back. So he's flying around and he's looking around and he's, he's trying to find them, but he can't find them. So he gives up here and he pops into light speed and he comes out of light speed now and, uh, well, they call it interstellar speed because so Lucas won't sue them, and then um, he's complaining how it mate keeps making his, his his stomach sick every time he does it because you know he's not used to it. He's not used to it. He's like you and I, you know what I mean? So, and uh, all of a sudden he's looking around. He's uh oh. There's a bunch of Draconian ships flying around, and he says, "I better get out of here quickly." And then he says to himself, it must be the local bully patrol out to intimidate. <laughs> but then they found him, and they were like, shoot that son of a bitch. So they start shooting at him, and he starts pulling all this, like, space stuff. And then he, he you know, like like flying and dodging and and, and, and weaving. And um, there's a, a voice in his helmet, and it says, reduce speed and surrender, or we will destroy you. And Buck's like, are those the only two choices I get? And then we go back to Cain um, and the princess's ship. And it says, unfortunately for Buck, those are the only two choices given. <laughs> so we we go back and Cain is complaining. And he's saying, how long can we play this cat and mouse game? Your father's going to find us any day now. And our supplies are almost gone. And what they've been doing is... To you know, so they don't get like their ass kicked, possibly killed by her father, because uh, she gave the word to attack Earth. You know what I mean? So he didn't want to attack Earth, but she was all like, "Buck Rogers won't won't give me some, so I'm gonna blow up Earth." And so Cain stood by her side, and now they're they're fighting. So what they're doing is they're going to all these different planets her father has conquered. And that's how they're living. They're getting food and supplies and stuff. And they're saying it's for the draconian army and whatnot. So, but if you're eating an army's worth of food, dude, how long have you been gone? Or they would weigh like 9,000 pounds by now. Um, so he Kane wants to go back and he's like, you know what? Let's just put on the table, talk to your dad, maybe, you know. And she's like, easy for you to say. Draco's not your father. And you didn't give the order to attack Earth. And so, you know, she's like, he wants to punish me. So we continue to travel this way until we can find a permanent hiding place. So that's basically what they want to do. So they wind up going to uh, Jacronian System 4, the Ersta, the capital planet. That's where they're going. And basically they pretend like it's a big... um, you know, it's a it's a big deal, it's a uh, you know, she's coming down and to t- big royal visit, you know. And uh so now we cut to another draconian ship. And who is it? It's Lord Draco. Her father dude. And he's sitting on a ship and he's filled with all kinds of chicks, man. And he's hanging out. And there's a bunch of chicken, this guy, this tall blonde dude, comes up to me and he goes, My lord, all is ready for your visit to Bonds, the capital planet of the Traconian System 3. And I don't know if he's talking to the chick that's handing him a drink or he's talking to this blonde dude, but he goes, Thank you, my dear. So I don't know if he's a little fruity or whatever. No, there's anything wrong with that. It takes all kinds to make the galaxy go around, you know what I'm saying? And so he's like, Very good. Get the shuttle prepared. I will be leaving shortly. It's been a long time since my last royal visit. So they get in, they fly out, and I know this is exciting, right? (laughs) So far, there's no action in this book whatsoever, except for Buck Rogers got fired on. And so the shuttle goes down, and they're on the planet Benz. And there's, like, all these people lined up, and it's, it's all very, you know... And there's a guy, he's like, announcing Draco, conqueror of space, warlord of Draconian realm. And then he's all like, greetings to meet you. And then the governor of this this planet comes up to him, and he's like, I can't believe this. Two royal visits within, a, it, within the space of a few weeks? And then Draco's like, what are you talking about, dude? You yeah, know, I'm just... We just showed up. Are you high? Are you smoking the, the space gonge? Is that what you're doing? Smoking some space wacky weedus? Is that what's happening? He's like, well, what about the royal envoy you dispatched not three weeks ago? And he goes, I didn't do that. Who came here in my name? And he says, why, your daughter, Princess Ardala, and, of course, Commander Kane. And we have a rat. Did you ever notice that guy... He used to hang out with, first sign of trouble, man. He'd just spill it all. That's who this dude is. And when he spills it all, you think you're like, man, this rat son of a... And then people like, he'll get a promotion at work or something. Well, that's what's happening here. So, Draco's furious. And he's like, I can't believe they did this in my name and no authorization. They took several weeks worth of food. And, oh, he's just, he's just pissed off. And he says, do you remember where they're heading? Because if you don't, I'm going to take away your governorship. And he's like, No, 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 they said Draconian system for, my lord. And and he says, Ursta And then the governor's like, Well, what about your royal visit? And he's like, Ah no. I'm going to get them. I'm going to Ursta. Now we go back to Buck Rogers. And he's got two Draconian ships coming after him. And they're flying around his tail. Now listen to this one. <laughs> Maybe I could use that to my advantage. He's flying down towards the planet's atmosphere but before they've had a chance to reduce speed he'll pull away at the last second and it worked they're exploding as they hit the atmosphere is that possible i don't know let's continue but not all of them and there's two more that were on his ass and they said they stopped pursuing me like they're an old western posse my posse my posse my posse's in outer space and so he's like, I, I don't know why they left, but the hell with it. He goes, I'm going to go look for Cain, because that's what I got to do. I'm running out of time. So we go to the Draconian ship on Ursta, And they come out of the escape pod, and it's Armadala and Kane, And there's this guy. He looks like a Arab oil tycoon. And he's Governor Mitos, and he's showing them all around and everything. And, and Kane is just like, Do you have the supplies we need to bring back Draconia? And all of a sudden, that will not be possible since Draconia no longer exists. And there it is, because that was their ship, you know. And so it's her father. Guard sees those traitors, and the door slams, and everybody comes in and they grab him. And he says, For months, I've been searching the galaxy for you two. And now, just punishment will be dealt out for your flagrant disobedience. Bring them to my ship. And then he says, for you, Governor Motos, you'll be amply rewarded for your cooperation. You make an excellent liar. Well, he's a politician. He's a governor. Of course he he's an excellent liar. Hello. Either that or he's an entertainment agent. Either way. Shall we go back? We, we we cut to New Chicago and Wilma and Ardley, Ardley Daring, are waiting their trial. They're in the blue room, not the green room, the blue room. And a voice from behind the door says, Colonel Wilma Daring and Ardley Daring, this way please. Oh dear, Twiki. The trial's about to begin. Let's go. That was Dr. Theopolis. And if you remember, Dr. Theopolis was the speak and spell slash uh, light bright thing that Twicky used to carry around. Booty, booty, And Twicky, who was Mel Blank for season one, which was awesome, and then they switched it in season two, and that person sucked so bad that they had to switch it back to Mel Blank. Booty, booty, booty. That's right. So now one of the little um, light brights is saying, the court is now in session. Further events in this courtroom will be recorded and. Blah, 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 Dr. Granz is appointed prosecutor. However, we've just been informed that he is unavailable. And he's now involved with some crucial programming work with our intercept forces. So guess who's going to be the prosecutor? Dr. Theopolis. Plot twist. Whoa. Screeching halt. Wilma's like, oh no, not Theo, not my friend and he's like dear twicky what am i going to do and twicky said biddit so they put him up on the table with the other uh, light brights and he's like well dr zug who's the light bright next to him and dr lands is the one next to him and he's like uh, i require a tape transference of the original trial so they could be f- filmed so they bring in this uh, this other weird um, robot and it brings over like this weird little box thing Dr. Theopolis, it looks kind of sexual, because he plugs right into this box thing, and it's humming, and he has a look on his electronic face like, hey, and then he downloads all the information, and Dr. Theopolis, are you prepared to present the state's case? And he said, I am, then proceed. And dude, he goes from friend to dick in zero seconds. He's like... <laughs> Members of the council, ladies and gentlemen, the charge against Ardley Daring, is treason. The state claims that during this time, communications as a communications engineer at our communications security center, he willfully transmitted classified information without the required scramble code to the draconians in the exchange of gifts. But they don't say what gifts. Like, did he get a, a, a new car? Or, you know... A ski jet or a brand new box of puppies. I don't know why puppies come in a box, but if this is the future. Anything can happen. And it says these gifts are here in this courtroom as evidence, but I don't see them. No one sees them. And one was like, I can't believe that's Theo speaking. Well, he's a computer. Dude, he's not a person. He's a computer. He's programmed to do what the other things tell him to do, and that's what he's doing. And the charge against C- Colonel Will- William Daring is aiding a convicted criminal and having the sweetest buttocks in 1979, 1980, 1981. I'm sorry, but it's the tooth. Actually, no, she's not. And um, aiding a convicted criminal, yes, not having the sweetest buttocks in the. She did this by sneaking an anti-radiation suit to her brother before his banishment to Arcania. What? This conclude the reason of prof- the reading of the prosecution ta- charges. May the defense speak? So, Doctor Hewer, the head branch of the site <laughs> of the Earth Directorate, scientific branch of the Earth Directorate, presented a case for defense, and he's like Doctor Zuig, Doctor Theopolis, and I forgot your other name, which is Doctor Lance. He doesn't say it, but I will. I will addressed, Dr. Lance. He's part of this consul. Damn it! And you will show him respect, Dr. Hewer. It is our claim that Audley Daring did not willfully send these uncoded messages. He sent the messages as was his job, but he had no idea that coding the information had been removed from the tapes. They were—they were removed by a man who is a known traitor to this planet, Cain. This man who should be on trial here, not Audley. And Ardley's thinking, I don't have a leg to stand on without cane. And he says, and as for Colonel Daring, I have worked by her side in side-by-side leadership positions at Earth Doctorate, and I have found her to be the most exceptional officer, pilot, administrator, and patriot to the planet Earth. I would like to call Colonel Daring so she can explain her actions to you all, herself. And Dr. Sug's like, I have no objection, Dr. Theopolis. And he says, none either. So they bring her up there, and do dig this. they Their witnesses sit in a chair, built-in lie detector. So they know. That's crazy, right? So she's sitting down, and she's like, I will not lie to this court. I knowingly took the anti-radiation suit and secretly gave it to Ardley before he left for Arcania. Now let's tell the truth, Dr. Zuig, Dr. Theopolis. We've got a wall that's built around us, and you need people like me on this wall so you can sleep tight at night, tuck your kids in, kiss them goodnight, and know that they're safe because of men like me that are on that wall. You can't handle the truth! She didn't say any of that. That was actually from... um. That movie with Jack Nicholson and the Tom Cruise. And Ardley's thinking to himself, it's no use. She's got no proof. And uh, she's claiming that Ardley was, was, it was he was framed, framed by Kane, and her brother was innocent. He's going to be sentenced to a slow death by radiation poisoning in Arcania. Wow, that's not very, that kind of sucks. So she gave him a radiation suit so he wouldn't. And she said, I couldn't let that happen. I'm glad I did it. He's alive today because of it. Ardley, eh is an innocent man. I don't trust anybody named Ardley. I'm just that's between you and me. It has nothing to do with the court. So the prosecution would like to speak to the witness and Yes, so Dr. Theopolis is starting to question and Twickey puts her back on <laughs> and he puts Dr. Theopolis back on him, but he has his arm up and he kind of looks like a little Nazi soldier because he looks like he's hiling Hitler. He does. So, Dr. Theopolis is facing Colonel Daring, and he's like, There's no argument you offer... Colonel Daring, the argument you, you offer contains no proof of your brother's innocence, nor does it help your brother's affections and actions in helping him. It doesn't excuse your actions in helping him. I'm sorry. I can't read today. I'm afraid I'm going to have to recommend a guilty vote in your case. I suggest we move on and call Artley Daring to the stand. And yet Wilma's thinking, he's so cold, so merciless. But he's right. I've got no proof. Oh Buck, where are you? It looks like we've run out of time. Oddly is going to take the stand with no evidence and no cane. Be sure to join us for the thrilling conclusion to The Battle Over the Planet Earth. Will Kane and Princess Ardala be grounded to their room with no TV, no phone, no computer? Tune in. Will Wilma and Audley be sentenced to death for treason? Will Buck Rogers find what he's looking for flying around in outer space? And will everyone find out Twickey is really part of the Hitler Youth Movement of the 25th century? Well, I don't know, because I don't think I actually... um, I remember when I bought this, I was seven years old, and I was waiting for Buck Rogers, you know, Gil Gerard, Space Pimp. Oh, he's got the ladies. And he used to do them fake-ass kung fu moves and stuff, the jump kicks and the judo flippies. I got none of that in this. I got courtroom drama. (laughs) I got a father punishing their kid. And I got Buck Rogers driving around in circles and he destroys two ships in something I don't think is even... in a maneuver I don't even think is scientifically possible even by comic book standards. But there you go. All alrighty. So there you go. That was Buck Rogers in the 25th century, number seven. Yay! As always, if you would like to reach me, you could reach me at donny, D-O-N-N-Y, salvo, S-A-L-V-O, at yahoo.com. And I look forward to... uh hearing from you and I threw out the question people if you wanted to me to do like a series in order or you wanted me to uh you know keep doing what I was doing very random and the peoples have spoken all three of you and it's been unanimous that I will keep doing the random so thank you very much for listening thanks for everything and tune in next time Two Tales from the Attic. load of crap